Listener Production. The lithium rally continued on Friday. And why might next week be important for upcoming rate decisions? Good afternoon, I'm Steve. And I'm Laura. It's the 12th of May. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Laura, happy Friday. We've made it once again. Friday, Stevie. Friday, indeed. And it's not a bad way to end the week. Not a big gain, but at least we managed to eke out the tiniest of improvement. Well, my feelings were correct. We were discussing yeah. this yesterday, Stevie, and we managed to just get over the line. So we weren't up by much. We we're only up by about five points or less than 0.1 of a percent. We closed at 7,257 points today, but that's still good news because we ended in positive territory for the week and we broke out of three straight weeks of losses. So we're up by about half a percent this week, Stevie. And really for four straight days now, very similar trend where the market has done worse in the morning and then has done reasonably well in the afternoon. So again, just a sign that at least even in, on those down days we had from Tuesday to Thursday, there are an, enough buyers in there to jump in and take advantage of that and to push the market higher. But it's fair to say the last month has still been quite challenging. We've had Aussie banks with results that have underwhelmed, updates on China's economy, uh, the focus on US banks. So and again all of this... last night, oh my God, when I walked in this morning, I was like, here we go again. <laughs> After I saw PacWest fell by about 20%. There you go. And, and early on, we weren't doing so well. And no, then of course, we in the afternoon, markets seemed to be in a pretty good mood. Fry I was yay. having heart palpitations today, watching <laughs> it go back and forth from red to green. How did the different sectors do today though? Only two of the 11 sectors were down today, and that was materials and energy after we saw commodity prices being weaker last night. The materials sector was the worst, though. It fell by about 1%. And as we've mentioned before on this podcast, they make up a, a good chunk of the ASX 200 index. So when they fall, it sort of drags down the rest of the market. And especially when we have our biggest miner, BHP, down, that really drags on the materials sector. But we also saw gold miners among the worst after the price of the precious metal dropped overnight. They made up a lot of today and this week's losers list. So Sandfire Resources, they were today's worst. They were down almost 6%, but also Evolution, Northern Star and Silver Lake. Yeah, so eight of the 10 worst performers this week were just all miners of the precious metal. Something that's interesting, though, about gold stocks, yes, they've fallen this week. You know that since late February... Aussie gold miners have jumped between around 35 to 40%. And it's partly because the US suffered the second and third largest bank failures in American history back in March. So that pushed gold prices to near record levels in the past couple of months. And in turn, that's been very helpful for gold miners everywhere, including here in Australia. But you're right, this week has not been a good one. But on the other end of the spectrum, we had lithium miners. They stood out as some of the best today and this week after we had some takeover activity, which we've already discussed. But Lake was the best performer this week. They lifted by about 30% and they were struggling a little bit since the beginning of this year, if, if you've been watching that stock. But having a look at some of the other sectors today, uh, healthcare lifted most while tech came in second and utilities ended flat today, but they were the worst sector over the week while tech saw the biggest gains over the week. And as far as stocks go, one of the better performers today was Media Group News Corp, which rose by about 5%. It released a, a profit result telling investors how they did between January and March. And profits actually went backwards by 11%. They made roughly 320 million US dollars. Two reasons why the results showed a lower profit. It was REA Group, 
which is behind realestate.com.au. News Corp owns 60% of that. And also Foxtel now, which is the majority owner of as well. So the property market's been slowing. There are fewer properties going up for sale, especially in Sydney and Melbourne, where the number of listings on realestate.com.au have dropped about 20%. What seemed to help News Corp though was streaming services like KO and Binge, which they're also behind. So they've got roughly 2.8 million subscribers. And you might be familiar with the Wall Street Journal for those who are interested, of course, in finance and markets. Close to 4 million subscribers globally at the moment and digital subscribers have been on the way up. So ItShares managed to lift. REA Group as well, they kind of seem to head in the same direction because REA Group pays a pretty big part in News Corp's results. But again, revenues and profits went backwards for REA too. Newcrest Mining, which is Australia's largest gold miner, they actually fell today. They announced a one-week extension for Newmont Corporation to complete its due diligence on the almost $30 billion takeover offer. So back on the 11th of April, they got a revised offer from the US-based gold miner Newmont. And this was already after rejecting an offer earlier in February because it didn't represent sufficient value to its Newcrest shareholders. So they came back with a beefier offer. It was 16% better in terms of the price than the previous offer. And since then, Newmont has been taking a look behind the curtains of Newcrest They've been looking at all their books and having access to all of its information to make an informed takeover offer. So they now have an extra week to do this. Exactly right. QBE was another stock in focus today. It actually fell quite heavily, roughly around 3.5% lower. It was down about twice as much a bit earlier in the day, so it did recover. But it basically came out with an update today flagging more damage from bad weather, particularly from US storms and also Aussie floods in recent times. Um, So... It's expecting growth in premiums, but the the bad weather has certainly been a bit of a weight on, on QBE. So obviously insurers are super vulnerable to that. They set these limits on how much they expect to to spend essentially or put to one side as far as um, bad weather is concerned. And things were a bit worse than anticipated. Yeah, they've already used 90% of what they were allocated for half the year. So um, that gives you a picture of where they're at. Um, another one today was Technology One. So a couple of days ago, we mentioned they went into a trading halt. So that they requested that. Um, and they resumed trading this morning after they announced that customers were not affected by that cyber attack that they announced back on Wednesday, Stevie. Exactly right. Grain Corp, another one in focus. Yesterday, we spoke about this. It's a grain handler, which upgraded profit goals for the year just on Thursday. And that was partly thanks to a bumper harvest on the east coast of Australia. So up 6% today, 15% higher in just uh, two days. Reasonable gain, isn't it? And I have another agriculture stock for you, Select Harvest. They were down about 1.3%. It said its full year almond crop volume is expected to be materially lower than previously forecast. So Basically, it lowered its crop expectations, and this was linked to climatic conditions, it said, um, like wet harvest, and it now expects a loss for the full year. But they did mention uh, that a global increase for almond due to higher demand uh, will likely positive uh, impact its results positively in financial year 2023. Well, it's a shame that almond prices are actually probably going to, to lift, according to what you've just said, because I was actually going to make some some almond milk. It's a pretty lengthy process. It's a lengthy process, but it's worth it. You, you know, told you, me about it before. You got to milk the almonds, was it? <laughs> you don't milk the almonds. <laughs> you basically have to soak them overnight. Then you put them through a blender and you sift them. You can add a bit of sweetener to it, but you know, it's something like dates and 
will not, last you a few sugar. days. We don't not like sugar. sugar That's not here. the way we roll. No, here. it is the way you roll a little bit sometimes with dates. With no. dates. Of anyway, that to one side. That is not going to probably impact markets. You'd imagine my um almond milk. It'll impa- impact my pocket because I'm buying almond milk <laughs> weekly tonight. Got a few things out, but probably not going to be the busiest of nights in the United States and, and globally, is it? No, we have trade prices for April coming out and consumer sentiment for May due to be released as well. But more importantly is things that are coming up next week. So next week in Australia, um, the main updates will be updates on jobs and wages. And this could have a big impact on what we see in the next rate decision, which is due to come up in about three weeks time. That's hands down going to be the key thing here in Australia for sure, uh, Wednesday and then Thursday. So we've had 11 rate hikes in a, in a year in, locally. Currently, the market thinks that maybe that's it for the time being for, for rate hikes, but this is exactly the type of thing that the Reserve Bank economists, analysts will be watching just in case they come in, say, way hotter or higher than expected. That could start the conversation again about, about rate hikes. We also have ANZ and Macquarie both trading ex-dividend on Monday. That's the cutoff for who's going to get payment. We had NAB and, uh, and Westpac, Westpac just the last couple of days. So we've seen how that weighed on markets uh, on Wednesday and Thursday. So that's certainly something to at least just be aware of. We also have Chinese economic data out on Tuesday. Yes, retail sales, production. Exactly. So the thing about Chinese data is that they tend to release most of their updates on their economy like once a month with yeah. a lot of their key a things. A bulk of it altogether. E- exactly right. And the thing about this, the reason why it's important for Aussie investors is that in the last few weeks, we've had updates on China's economy which have generally missed the mark. And that's been one reason why many commodity prices have fallen. And then in turn, many of our miners haven't done so well. So that's the type of data as well, that if you get disappointing figures, which continue to show that, that could see commodity prices not doing so well. Over in the US, we have updates on retail sales and production as well. So those will be the key things to be looking out for. Back in Australia, we have some earnings results expected. So whatever happens with those stocks and those pro- uh, profit results, that could potentially move markets as well. Yep. At, at least though, we had a, an improvement this week. I we think we did. should celebrate that. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. There's lots to focus on next week, which we'll get to, of course, in the early part of the week. I can't wait. Me too. Have a good weekend. We'll catch you Monday morning. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.